This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, episode 162, part five, part five, folks. Sorry about that. I had to get a sip of water, ladies and gentlemen. Um, All right, so... One thing that I think is important that we uh, we understand here, and let me see. I'm going to pop back over to Glenda. And so when was it, folks, that uh, when did OpenAI start? Because we're going to go backwards now. We're going to talk a little bit about OpenAI and its creation. And then we're going to get into chat GPT, but I want to do this in order for you. So let's ask Glenda real quick. Glenda, when was OpenAI founded? And let's see what she says here, folks. This is going to be interesting. OpenAI was founded in December 2015 by a group of high-profile tech leaders and researchers, including Elon Musk, Sam Altman, Greg Brockman, Ilya Sutskever, John Schulman, and Wojciech Zaremba. The organization was founded with the mission of advancing artificial intelligence in a way that is safe, beneficial, and aligned with human values. At the time of its founding, OpenAI was structured as a non-profit organization, with a focus on conducting fundamental research in artificial intelligence and developing AI technologies that can be used to benefit society as a whole. Since its founding, OpenAI has been involved in a wide range of AI-related research and development projects, including the development of sophisticated language models, reinforcement learning algorithms, and robotics systems. OpenAI has grown rapidly since its founding, and the organization has attracted significant attention and funding from a variety of sources, including private investors, philanthropic foundations, and government agencies. While the organization has evolved over time, its core mission remains focused on advancing the state of the art in AI in a way that is safe, beneficial, and aligned with human values. Now, folks, she mentions the original founders, Elon Musk, Sam Altman, Greg Brockman, uh, Ilya Sutzkever, John Shulman, and uh, Wajik Zaremba. And we know that Peter Thiel's in that group. I'm not going to ask her to clarify because I don't want her to go into a long-winded Uh, rant and regurgitate a bunch of information for us so we'll just leave it at that we know that to be true Uh, we've proven it we fact-checked it and glenda eventually admitted to it the point i'm going to get at here folks and um, let me pull it up on the screen for you you can see in the last uh, conversation because i showed you glenda writes to us in text 
You write text to her like a Google search bar. She comes back with text. I connected her to a voice simulator so I can speak to her. She speaks back to me. But she says here, OpenAI was founded in December 2015. Now, I've proven to you, proven to you here on this show how powerful OpenAI is now with its partnership with Microsoft. It's being embedded in all the Microsoft products. It's being embedded in a bunch of other third-party products now that they have the OpenAI API, right? So here's the important part I'm getting at here. And and this I did not actually research. So I'm going to see what Glenda can find for us. She says OpenAI was founded in December 2015. For those of you not really paying attention, that's the last month of December 2015. Earlier in the conversation, and for you folks not at pain.tv slash gold, I am scrolling up here reading the transcript of our conversation. She says here, in 2015, OpenAI was awarded a grant from DARPA's Lifelong Learning Machines program. Really? So did OpenAI start with money from DARPA? Let's ask Glenda this question. Glenda, earlier in the conversation, you said that OpenAI received a grant from DARPA in 2015. What month was that in? Okay, let's see what she says. I apologize for the confusion in my previous response. Upon checking my sources, I could not find any information on the exact month that OpenAI received a grant from DARPA in 2015. What I do know is that the grant was part of DARPA's Lifelong Learning Machines program, which aimed to develop AI systems that could learn and adapt over long periods of time. The grant provided funding to support research on new machine learning algorithms and architectures that could help support the development of more advanced and robust AI systems. While I don't have the exact date of the grant award, what is clear is that the funding provided by DARPA helped to support OpenAI's early research efforts and played a role in the organization's growth and development as a leader in AI research. Glenda, how much was the DARPA grant for? All right, let's just uh, double check this. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. I apologize for any confusion earlier in our conversation, but upon checking my sources, I couldn't find any information on the exact amount of the grant that OpenAI (laughs) received from DARPA's Lifelong Learning Machines program. However, it's worth noting that DARPA's Lifelong Learning Machines program had a total budget of $45 million over four years, and the program funded a number of research projects across a variety of organizations, including universities and private companies. It's likely that the grant awarded to OpenAI was a portion of the total program budget, and the exact amount of the grant likely depended on the specifics of the project proposal and the scope of the research to be conducted. Overall, it's clear that the grant from DARPA played a role in supporting OpenAI's early research efforts and helped the organization to grow and develop into a leader in the field of artificial intelligence. All right, folks. So the point being there, I think you see now where I was... uh leading glenda with these questions we know OpenAI, technically on paper founded in december 2015 we know on paper on record in official history that they received money from darpa in 2015 so you would imagine 
that the grant from DARPA had to come in December 2015? Or did it come before OpenAI was actually founded on paper? If that's the case, then would DARPA not be considered to be a founding member, (laughs) a founding investor of OpenAI? See, this is what the research does for you folks. And I believe... If I remember correctly from past shows, we did find information showing that that was $12 million, which would be one quarter of the $45 million that DARPA was handing out in the form of grants. That's a pretty large chunk of change there when you're launching OpenAI. So just to show you, um, and, and we could probably dig deeper. I don't want to turn the whole show into this, but DARPA was at the very early stages. Either it came in with money before OpenAI was founded, or they gave money within days of OpenAI being founded on paper. Pretty interesting, right? Considering some new startup pops up, and within days, DARPA's handing them a check for a million, two million, twelve million, whatever it may be, folks. <laughs> I mean, that's fascinating. Fascinating, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, as I'm sitting here talking to Glenda, I am talking to a product of DARPA, of the state here. Although to most people, it would just seem cutesy and help them write better term papers for their eighth grade project. Let's go back to the Washington Post here. Uh, This is uh, what to know about OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT. The viral chatbot's creator is rocketing into the mainstream. And so this was written uh, just a few weeks ago, beginning of February 2023. It says, uh, a popular tool that can respond to questions in nearly human ways called ChatGPT has captured the internet's attention as people use it to write song lyrics, essays, TV episodes, and more. Excuse me, folks. I had the hiccups there. Now, OpenAI, the company behind the chatbot, is rocketing into the mainstream. Microsoft is reportedly investing up to $10 billion in the company, hoping it can use ChatGPT to resuscitate its search engine Bing and improve products in Microsoft Suite. And then we know this. Uh, that's what we just covered a little bit earlier. It says, but OpenAI faces steep challenges, notably fixing its products, glaring issues with accuracy, bias, and harm. Here's everything you need to know about OpenAI. And um, we're going to cover this because it's pretty good. All right. And I, and I want to just go over this before we start going deeper into uh, ChatGPT, sort of the inner workings of this stuff. You already know the origins of OpenAI here. We, we could pretty much say that it was DARPA and then the oligarchs that served the state, including Peter Thiel and Elon Musk. It says, what is OpenAI's history and how was Elon Musk involved? The San Francisco-based Artificial Intelligence Lab started in 2015 as a nonprofit trying to build Artificial General Intelligence, or AGI, which is essentially software that's as smart as humans, right? So they're going to protect humans by creating software that's as smart as humans. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. goes on to say the company wanted to protect against a future in which big tech companies like Google mastered AI technology and monopolized its benefits. The nonprofit's goal was to build AI software transparently and make its products open source so the world could benefit, right? That's its goal. So it starts with DARPA money, the state, which also kicked off Google. (laughs) Oh, folks, the wizard behind the curtain. 
is Uncle Sam. Uh, it goes on to say Silicon Valley Notables pledged $1 billion to start it up. Donors included Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk, venture capitalist Peter Thiel, and Sam Altman, who became the CEO of OpenAI in 2019. Musk left the company's board in 2018, citing the time demands of running Tesla and SpaceX. OpenAI charted a complicated path. It would use extraordinarily large amounts of data and powerful neural networks, software loosely based on neurons in the human brain, to create its AI products. But the computing power and compensation costs to pull that off, one early-era OpenAI employee was paid $1.9 million in salary, according to its 2016 tax records, made it difficult to run the company as a nonprofit. In 2019, OpenAI transitioned into a for-profit company with an unusual structure to cap investor profits at a certain multiple of their investment. Altman also took $1 billion in funding from Microsoft, which agreed to license and commercialize some of OpenAI's technology. Microsoft declined to comment on its partnership with OpenAI beyond what's public. OpenAI did not respond to a request for comment. All right, so we're seeing a lot of the stuff that we've talked about now all summarized into this one article. Very important. All right, because the whole idea behind this, what I'm trying to show you, why this is so important to me, is that we are showing you that OpenAI was created under the guise of helping humanity by creating AI that was going to be open source and available to the public to build things. And now we see it being rolled out in all these products, all these applications. We see the cutesy front-end uh, versions like ChatGPT, MyGlenda, uh, Dolly to create images, Codex to create code. But we also know in the origins comes the oligarchs, Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, these military contractors, oligarchs of the government. And then they made a mistake, I think, by putting DARPA money directly into it in the beginning because they can say to themselves oh we started as this independent group where all these billionaire oligarchs pledged a billion dollars but you have darpa money in the beginning now moving down the line you have microsoft stepping in with the billion dollars to kick off the for-profit version of open ai go a step further you have microsoft now taking over and housing this in their data centers incorporating it into their products at the same time getting direct money in military contracts you see it's just government all over this thing and yet you're supposed to believe there's an ethical conversation going on about ai not being abused ai is abusive the whole thing is you know when i hear people say this they go well it's not the technology that's bad it's uh, the people that get a hold of it the technology is neutral the technology is not neutral the technology was designed by, the technology was funded by very, very bad people. I think the majority of folks who listen to this show would agree the government, no matter whether it's Trump or Biden in charge, are not our friend. The government is not our friend. And the government is the one who funded the creation of not just open AI, but AI in general. So the technology is not neutral. It was designed with a purpose, and it is all part of the war on humanity. I'll be right back. This is Dust to Gold with the Dust to Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. 
You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. All right, let's pick back up with the Washington Post. It says right here, what does OpenAI make and who can use it? OpenAI started by trying to build a system that understood language, taking advantage of the troves of text on the internet to learn from, OpenAI officials told the Washington Post. In 2020, it released GPT-3, a text-generating tool that could produce plausible-sounding passages of text on demand. After that, OpenAI tried to replicate GPT-3's success by feeding it computer code and creating a tool called Codex, which helps computer programmers write code faster. Codex fuels GitHub's Copilot, a publicity, uh, publicly available tool that translates human instructions into computer code for a monthly fee, and Microsoft owns that. Goes on to say OpenAI also tried to combine vision with language and train GPT-3 to find patterns between words and images by ingesting massive data uh, sets filled with pictures and captions from the internet that resulted in DALI, which was released in January 2021 and could create images based off human prompts. Soon after it created DALI, Two, a program that generated even better photorealistic images. Dolly 2 went viral after it publicly released last year. People could enter nonsensical prompts, such as asking for a photo of uh, a dachshund puppy in space in the style of painted glass and received high-quality images. The public can use Dolly 2 for a fee. Companies can also incorporate the technology into their own apps for a cost. In November, OpenAI released ChatGPT. The chatbot essentially a fine-tuned version of its earlier text generators impressed the public with its human-like prose. The chatbot could talk about religion, write essays and poetry, or complete computer code. It also got basic facts wrong, provided racist and sexist responses, and prompted worries about cheating in school. ChatGPT is estimated to have reached roughly 100 million active users in January, reports show. All right, so that's 100 million out of, let's say, 7.5 to 8 billion people worldwide. On Wednesday, OpenAI said it will offer a premium version of the service called ChatGPT Plus for $20 a month. There will still be a free version that people can use during off-peak time. So that's what I was telling you. And uh, I paid the $20, so when it was a peak time this morning, I was still able to get on. I mean, right now, I might not be able to use ChatGPT during the show if I was not paying the $20 uh, ransom. Now, in a real world, uh, if it's a product that I find to be useful, 
I'm willing to pay for it. I mean, people have to make money. It's like me bugging you. If you like the show, if you get value from the show, you can pay by joining pain.tv slash gold or leaving a donation at donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. If I made it mandatory to pay, uh, maybe you folks would kick a little bit in because on the free side of the show, the advertisements are just not going to cut it, ladies and gentlemen. goes on to say, why are people excited about chat GPT and what does Silicon Valley think? For the general public, the release of chat GPT felt like a sudden leap forward. Specifically in the field of generative artificial intelligence, we'll get into that, where software creates content like text or images based on descriptions. Some industry analysts said this would spell the end for professionals such as journalists and screenwriters through high-profile disasters incorporating the tool into new writing have cast doubt on that view. The advances, as people in Silicon Valley have pointed out, are not exactly new. Tech titans such as Meta and Google have been working on similar technology, offering limited releases for some time, and taking others down when they exhibit problematic behavior. But with OpenAI's strategy of releasing GPT for millions to use, despite the harms it could cause, the general public got to interact with AI software in a very tangible way. And that, that, you know, they could say whatever they want there. That's the story. That's the narrative. You know, it's the official line of BS. But the whole purpose was to release it to the general public. This is the beginning of a large adoption campaign. That's the purpose. The intense interest in ChatGPT has ignited a race at companies like Google and Meta to fast track their own AI products to the public. Current and former officials from those companies earlier told The Post. Google wants to speed up its process uh, for making these products public, according to a report in the New York Times. And DARPA would like that as well. We saw with the AI Next program, DARPA wants to speed this stuff up. They want it out there and available to the public quickly. They want to return on their investment. It says, who are the big players in AI right now? Many tech companies are involved in artificial intelligence. Google pioneered advances in generative artificial intelligence, some of which underpin chat GPT and created the language model of LaMDA, which a former Google engineer claimed was sentient, uh, meaning it has feelings, right? It's like a human. We'll get into that as well, folks. On Monday, the company announced it would release its own chatbot called Bard in the coming weeks. Uh, That's Google's, and we will look at that, folks. We will look at that. The startup Stable Diffusion launched its own version of OpenAI's DALI with fewer restrictions on how it's used. Research lab MidJourney released another text-to-image generator in the summer which created the illustration that sparked a controversy in August when it won an art competition at the Colorado State Fair. Uh, and I've been playing around with Dolly and Midjourney. I have not played around with Stable Diffusion yet. It goes on to say, in November, Meta released an AI tool called Galactica. The company pulled it down three days later after it was criticized for being inaccurate. Months before, it released a chatbot called BlenderBot3, which reportedly made racist comments. So that doesn't that make it real? I mean, if you want the uh, artificial intelligence to be sentient, 
then uh, I think it has to sometimes be racist. I mean, if it's a racist talking to another racist, isn't that how you would build trust between humans and artificial intelligence? In 2016, Microsoft created a chatbot, Tay, which it took down after a day after it was also revealed to be uh, racist. <laughs> it says, does Microsoft own OpenAI? No. Microsoft is an investor in OpenAI. The Redmond, Washington-based company has been chasing Google's advances in artificial intelligence and is now pouring billions into OpenAI in hopes that the investment can help Microsoft leapfrog its competitors. Microsoft wants to use ChatGPT's technology to revitalize its products, potentially having AI help create Excel spreadsheets, generate art for PowerPoint slides, or draft an email and Outlook. Yeah, okay. They're dumping all this money into that for that. Uh, new reports indicate that Microsoft will incorporate a newer version of ChatGPT called ChatGPT4 into search engine Bing in a bid to overtake Google's dominance. So as you can see here, folks, it's a giant race that's going on, this AI race between these companies, all right, which, you know, you could sit here and you could say they're competitors. At the end of the day, they're all working on the same projects. They're working on projects jointly together. They're all receiving government money and everything else. I mean, it's just complete and total insanity, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's a race. And then you back it up, as I explained earlier, and you have a race between the nation states. You know, China's going to get there first. Uh, Russia's going to get there first. United States is going to get there first. We have to get there. If we don't have AI to help people generate computer code and Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoint graphics before China and Russia do. This could be the end of the world. Do you see how nonsensical that sounds? It sounds nonsensical because it is nonsensical because that is not the reason that they are moving forward with this so quickly. That's not the reason you're seeing the front-facing consumer adoption campaigns being run right now. That's not the reason why there's a million artificial intelligence apps and software being launched all over the place right now. It's the beginning of folks accepting that artificial intelligence is a thing, that it's real, that it's not abstract, that it's right here, right in front of us in the reality. And sooner or later, folks are going to just pour themselves into it. They are going to accept that AI is smarter than them, more creative than them. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about my experiences using some of this software uh, before the show ends. And I'll give you my, uh, my real subjective view on this. Uh, I'm going to try to be as objective as possible, but it's subjective because I've been playing around with it and I can put this into context with my past career and my skills. And I'll explain to you uh, my experiences working with a couple of these tools. I wanted to be able to understand it and just work it into the conversation over the next few shows. So I'll be right back. This is Dust Gold with the Dust Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dust Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 